You're listening to Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry Sanderson on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. Coach Barry Sanderson, it's time to take you inside the locker room. Presented by Dr. Pepper on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. And good morning. Welcome in to Monday edition of Inside the Locker Room. 205-342-9904 is the phone number if you'd like to get in on the show with us this morning. We'd love to uh, talk national championship, Alabama-Kentucky. Uh, that was over the weekend. Alabama just steamrolled the Wildcats. Uh, look forward to the uh, game against Arkansas on the road on Wednesday at 6 o'clock. So a lot going on in sports. The NFL playoffs. Jalen Hurts plays Hurt against the W. The Packers go down last night and don't make the playoffs. The Bears have got the number one pick. Joe's pumping his fist up in the air. We'll find out who who would Joe take with his number one pick. Uh, we'll ask him that here in just a few minutes. The Twitter at Locker Room 109. At Barry Sanderson, at Wimp Sanderson. One email address for the show is wimpandbarry at yahoo.com. Download the Tide 100.9 app to your smartphone, and you can take us with you anywhere you go. We want to thank Pressure Treated Pine from Great Southern. They make these uh, hours possible for you each and every uh, day, 7 to 9. Pressure Treated Pine from Great Southern. Go to yellowwood.com. If you want to build, build it to last. Yellowwood.com will tell you where the dealer is. And always remember, if it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, then you don't want it. With that, I'll throw it down uh, to Dad. Good morning, Dad. How are you this morning? I'm doing okay. Uh, the game tonight, uh, ESPN at 630, uh, which is uh, 730 Eastern. They like it to have it. more listeners in the Eastern time zone. Uh, I think it's 430 out there, which would be a three-hour difference. In the Eastern and uh, and Eastern and and Pacific, and two hours difference for us. So ESPN will show the game tonight, uh, uh, twelve and a half, thirteen, whatever you got it at. Uh, Georgia's a twelve and a half, thirteen point favorite. Gone back and forth according to who you're dealing with, I guess. Uh, uh, John Ram came back last night. Uh, had 10 straight birdies, I think, I forget how many, and Colin Morikara, who has had a big lead, uh, relinquished that lead, and Ram won uh, at Centauri out at, uh, out at, out at Maui um, and came in first place. Uh, he was, gosh, I forget how many, under 24, 25, 27, 20, 27 under, I think. JT was 15, Trey Mullinex was 14, uh, and they won. And, of course, Trey needs some money. JT doesn't, but uh, Trey did okay. He won uh, some money there, so that was good. Lovey Smith, he shouldn't have been a coach at Houston to start with, got fired after the game yesterday. Um, Purdue and Houston both won in basketball. Um all we have now is a bunch of people retire or re- resigning, and because of getting leaving their their college schools, going somewhere else because of money, some because of playing time, and uh, so we'll go back and forth with that. The SEC uh, is is down really not it shouldn't be, but it probably is to, to three team to two teams. Alabama certainly had a, a big win over Kentucky. 
doubt about that. Uh, Kentucky can't shoot the basketball very well, and Alabama was the cause of it. They did they did a good job against them. Uh, Auburn got by Arkansas. Uh, Arkansas uh, can't shoot it two for 16, I think, two for 18 from three. Uh, they'll be Alabama's opponent on on Wednesday night. Um, so huge wins for Alabama and Auburn because they both played awfully well. Um, Alabama and Tennessee and A&M are all undefeated. A&M won't be a factor, but Alabama, it's actually kind of come down to Alabama and Tennessee after three games probably. Uh, if you want to find the upstart in, in the in the SEC, it would be Missouri, who's 2-1. and one. Auburn's 2-1. and one. I think it is. Arkansas is already 1-2 and two down towards the latter part of the uh, of the SEC. But it uh, should be a good game on Wednesday, on Wednesday night. Uh, actually, uh, Tuesday night, Auburn plays. Uh, that should be, uh, I think that's an 8 o'clock game. And uh, Arkansas and Alabama will play Wednesday night, and that's a 6 o'clock game. Um, so it should be a pretty entertaining game. Arkansas is always tough, over, much tougher over there. Than, and the game against Kentucky, Sheway was not a factor in the game at all. They took they took is what rebound he got. But just what I said, they they contested what rebounds he got. He was in and out of the game a great deal. Um, they're struggling like the Dickens. Um, so he wasn't a factor. Was that wasn't any blue in the, to speak of in in the arena. Um, they've lost confidence in and the coach. They've lost confidence in their team, and it's going to be probably one of the longer years for Kentucky if they don't start shooting the basketball better. Now, I certainly want to give Alabama a lot of credit for the way they play defensively. Um, Alabama goes to the line, I think, twenty six times, a bunch of times, and Kentucky, I don't think, goes hardly at all eight times or something. So, um, Alabama took advantage of that. That's all I got. Uh, Caleb, Down, uh, Caleb Downs is the national player of the year. He's a signee for Alabama. All right. Uh, a lot to dig into uh, tonight. Let's talk about that a minute. Joe, if you can, find us maybe a couple Kirby clips. We'll try to blend in uh, during the show. Uh, Dad and Joe, uh, Dad, you go first. Are you pulling – for Kirby Smart and the SEC, I was listening to some shows on the way in, and people in Birmingham were pulling for SEC, SEC, and a lot of people don't want S, don't Georgia to win around here. This is SEC country. Are you pulling for TCU, Georgia? Or do you not care? You just want to see a good game. I just want to see a good game. I don't really care. I, I think, think a lot of the coaches at TCU, his dad was coaching. I got to meet him a couple of times at Jimmy Rain's event, sat with him one time at eight. Liked him a great deal. He's passed away now. And uh, your head football coach at TCU played first base in baseball and didn't even play football. Um, also, I like Kirby Smart. He's used to come to some of my games, which I liked. His dad brought him, so I, I don't really care. I just pull for whichever. I just like to enjoy the game. All right, Joe, SEC, SEC. Or no SEC, let's have TCU win this game, or does Joe Gaither care? Neutral, neutral, neutral. But neutral. I'm not pulling for the SEC. If Georgia wins, great. If they lose, great. Like, I'm not carrying the banner for the SEC. 
All right, so if you guys want to call and tell us why should we pull for the SEC, uh, why should we not, uh, does that hurt Alabama if Georgia wins? Then they got back-to-back national championships. Dad, why is it so hard? Well, I know why, but uh, in your mind, why is it so hard to go back-to-back? It doesn't happen very often, and Georgia has that opportunity tonight. Well, it's difficult to even win one. Yeah. But to win two is quite unusual. You take, uh, regardless of whether you like or dislike Kirby Smart, I, I like him. Um, he was involved with a national championship. If you want to say he got the blueprint with Nick Saban, they can say that. You're probably halfway correct. Um, but um, he was involved defensively uh, as the defense coordinator. Uh, like all defense coordinators, he listened to his other people as well. Had people up in the, just like this coach, like uh, the coach does there at Alabama, and and um, then he gets over to to the state of Georgia. There's one thing you have to understand about the state of Georgia recruiting. They're not the most popular state like Texas is or like Ohio is, but they've got great players, and so many of the players are centered in the Atlanta area. And um, Georgia has done a really good job of being darn sure that they got the coaches on their side. They've never done that in basketball, but Georgia's gotten the coaches on their side. I'm sure they've done whatever it takes to do to get them. And uh, they haven't they didn't have any transfers on this year's team, I don't think. If it did, it was very few. And it's just, uh, you know, to be able to come and go to the final game. and You've got to, you know, you got to have some some breaks. Some teams may get beat that could, you know, but playing Ohio State, being down 14 the second in the fourth quarter was, you know, one of the Ohio State's best players out, all that kind of stuff. But uh, still, uh, Kirby deserves a lot of, a lot of credit regardless. And, I think he would be looked upon, and George would be looked upon as the as the Alabama of the, of the SEC, and maybe the Alabama of the nation if they win this game tonight. Yeah, uh, Stetson Bennett uh, can get the win tonight. I know a lot of people outside of the uh, Georgia fans are are uh, disgusted with Stetson. They think he's gotten full of himself. Uh, I don't know if it's because he was just a walk on or because. Um, you know, the drop of the mic, and when he scores, he puts his hand up to his ear, call me. I guess people in Tebow did it, and people didn't seem to uh, mind. Why John did, Parker Wilson did it, too. Yeah, so why does why is when Stetson did Greg does McElroy it? do it, too? <laughs> A lot of people do it. You know, you get these people get your phone number, they put it on the message boards, and they call you all hours of the night. And uh, so for some reason, when Stetson does it, it's not okay. It's because he's wearing red and black. Oh. Well, Tebow had on the Florida stuff. Yeah, but Tebow almost came here. You know, Tebow, Tebow we got a little love for – Tebow's a good Christian boy. We love Tim Tebow. Okay. Well, uh, last year it talked about Stetson Bennett said he got a flip phone because he was wasting too much time playing on his phone, and there's more important things in life to do, and everybody seemed to love him. And uh, now everybody has turned their back on stats. And all right, we'll take the break. Get back. I want to talk to you a minute, Dad, about uh, Heather Denich uh, wrote an article about uh, hiring in the SEC and about Greg Sankey's role. And do, do these universities call Greg Sankey? And they talked about it. And, you know, we got the Hugh Freeze, Bobby Petrino situation. There's an article out 
uh, on ESPN.com. And I think it'll lead right to what I've been saying about Jeremy Pruitt. If there ever is an opportunity, a job opportunity, what would happen there between Greg Sankey and the president and Coach Saban is pretty much clear clear what would happen in that situation we'll talk about that when we get back from break two minute truck movers who care out at 1330 martin road eats that's where you go pick up your boxes your packing supplies whatever you need to make this a smooth move whether it's local out of town or out of state let the professionals handle it give them a call today for the free estimate 205-247-5050 that is two minute truck movers who care tide 100.9 traffic from the towns of Nissan Traffic Center, we got a broken water main on Greensboro Avenue that's really blocking the road all the way from Hargrove down to 26th. You can expect serious delays. I suggest you take 359 as an alternate route. Everything else looks good. If you see conditions, of course, give me a call. Get a great deal right now for your hometown dealer, Townsend Nissan, Tuscaloosa. I'm Captain Ray. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa thread. Good Monday morning. A car thought to be involved in two suspected murders in Tuscaloosa County over the weekend has been found abandoned 120 miles away in Hainville, Alabama, southwest of Montgomery. The abandoned vehicle is part of the investigation of two deaths in Foster, just a few miles apart. One person's body found on I-59 near Foster's, the other found on Frog Ridge Road in Foster's early Sunday morning. Click TuscaloosaThread.com for more local news, sports, and weather coverage. It's free. Don Hartley Media Tuscaloosa. In a collision, easy decision. Make one call to one name. Mesreno, 206-6300. No representation between the quality of legal services to be performed. It's greater than quality of legal services performed. Coaches took the radio and TV airwaves to tell people that if you're building outdoors, the only way to build is with pressure-treated pine, yellow wood. It is the very, very best. Why? Because all the coaches said yellow wood, pressure-treated pine, protects against bug, termite, and weather. Decking. Fencing, play sets, whatever you're wanting to build, just go to the internet, look at Yellowwood, and you will find these coaches advertised a great product. If it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, believe you me, you don't want it. It's Yellowwood. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. The weather cool and dry today. Lots of sunshine, the high 57. Clear tonight with a low at 33. Tomorrow and Wednesday, the sky partly to mostly sunny both days with a warming trend. The high tomorrow is 64, Wednesday's high 67. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 37 degrees in Tuscaloosa. The best station in the state breaking down Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. She's been going out with him. She's been going out with me. Said she'd let us know by tonight. Which one it would be. So I waited by the Welcome back to Inside the Locker. Pressure treated pine from Great Southern Build to Last. If you want to use Yellowwood, go to yellowwood.com. You can get some great ideas there with the gallery that they have, the photo gallery. But you also can uh, put your zip code in to let you know exactly where to go buy the best wood out there. If it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, then you don't want it. All right, Heather Dennett did an article uh, in ESPN.com, it's right there if you click on football. Greg Sankey, 
uh, SEC played a limited role in Hugh Freeze, Bobby Petrino hires, and they asked uh, Hugh Freeze about that, and he said basically with Petrino, uh, it was a public deal. Everybody knew what happened, but it, it was not an NCAA issue, so he did not uh, talk to Texas A&M about hiring Bobby Petrino. They do have a there's a specific bylaw that defines whether uh, he needs to speak with the university president about a hire. Uh, and with Hugh Freeze, he did. Uh, he, he spoke to Auburn uh, about what happened with Hugh Freeze. Uh, and of course, you could call the NCAA and find out. And then he lets the school make the decision uh, based on that. Now, time has passed. All, uh, Hugh Freeze got fired. They were put on a two-year probation, a two-year bowl ban. Uh, he since went to uh, Liberty, maybe kind of rehabbed his image. I was get, got the penalties behind him. Uh, and so, Dad, I really, as I hear people, and I don't even know if, if Nick Saban will have a job open. But if he does, uh, and Jeremy Pruitt would be one that they would want to hire, that would trigger the bylaw that they would have to call uh, the president Sankey would would talk after that conversation with this being so fresh and his penalties not being handed down. I don't see any way Alabama would, could hire him, and I don't see any way that Greg Sankey he may let Alabama do what they want, but uh, those penalties may follow him. I just think that right there will get any of that stuff stopped before it even happens. Your thoughts about that? Well, he will be he will be in the category with Hugh Freeze. That's violations by the NCAA violations. And when you have NCAA violations, that's when the commissioner gets involved. Uh, when you have situations uh, uh, a little bit different with Patino going over whatever he did with whoever he did it with, that was not an NCAA violation. So the violations are what captured uh, The commissioner does not want to get involved in every hiring, but if it's violate, it violates football violates the recruiting process, then then he gets involved in it and gets it uh, to where um, it's straight. I don't think that I don't I don't think the defensive coordinator the ex defensive coordinator Alabama's coming there personally myself. I'm not gonna get on the radio and argue with people about it. Well I don't really care whether he comes or not. He's you know, he's he's pretty much a thug, but uh, uh They've got a good. They've got a good defense. Uh, I meant defensive coordinator. They've got a very good defensive coordinator as they have now. A thing wrong with him. He recruits very, very well. Uh, so, uh, uh, you know, fire the kitchen. Uh, fire the kicking coach if you want to. Fire, fire the head coach. He, he didn't call for. He didn't call. Have called for the extra point. Didn't send him to fire the kicking coach. He didn't. His missed the field goal of the Tennessee game that he won it. Um, you know, fire those people. Um, you know, and, and so I hear other people say, "Well, the, you know, if Auburn can hire Hugh Freeze and they can hire Petrino. Then what's to keep Alabama from well, there's a hiring?" There's a total difference. Well, the, the difference is, is his deal's not settled yet. It, it's still out there. Uh, these other ones, you knew it's it's come out. They've Paid their penalty. Uh, obviously, Petrina was just a moral situation there, and uh, so he's not. So he just he'll talk to the president. They'll have a 
open conversation uh, because these Greg Sankey probably has access to even more things than the well, Alabama. I don't can, know. I think we're wasting time talking about it, but that's what we need to well, do. Well, it's not wasting time if it's just the articles out there. Basically, it's saying that the conference does get involved, not just with Jeremy Pruitt, but with anybody that has – there is some conversation there, and I think sure. I, I think he – then eventually we'll let the school do whatever he wants. He's not going to tell the school you can't um, make a hire. As long, as long as the NCAA situations are settled, in the case of in the case of Hugh Freeze, as I said, he went on somewhere else, did a good job the three or four years he was there, however long he was at Liberty. Um, uh, the NCAA sanctions uh, were over and cleared, or whatever you want to call them, cleared. And uh, he was eligible to go, eligible to go. In the other case, it's just simply that Tennessee is not cleared. NCAA situation is not over, and they're they're not you know they're not through with it. And I would say that the commissioner stays in tune with that until it is cleared up. Uh, Joe, uh, you listen to more of the people. I think they call you and Ryan because. I don't know where the way you stand on it, but I know Ryan will get get on board with them. So they call him, or they don't call us about it. But what what will the people? Not that it matters what the people think. Uh, if these both these guys came back, are people going to all of a sudden stop pulling for Alabama? Uh, there'll be a lot of negativity. What what does that even mean if Coach doesn't make it? make a change i think uh people will, will, will see that as coaches uh accepting mediocrity or accepting complacency um i don't think that's necessarily the truth but i think that was going to be the perception uh people are going to say oh last year was good enough and shoot 11 and 2 come on now it's pretty damn good uh 50 points a game pretty good but uh, i think people just want to see replacements uh for replacement's sake yeah you, and you heard nate oats over the weekend or prior to the kentucky game he basically called out the Alabama fan, uh, compared the Kentucky fan to the Alabama football fan, basically saying uh, almost unrealistic expectations uh, there. So anyway, that's just thought it would. Heather Dennett wrote an article uh, about what happens there, and I, I think people say that Coach stops, I mean that Greg Sankey and those guys stop it. I don't know if they stop it, but they probably highly discourage it in these situations. All right, get to the Yellowwood Hotline, bring Tom into the show. Good morning, Tom. Hey, hey, Bear. Hey, Coach. How are y'all this morning? We're good, Tom. Okay. Uh, I, you know, I can't understand this uh, this thing for Jerry Pruitt, the uh, Jeremy Pruitt. The uh, everybody thinking that he's going to come in and be the savior of the defense, and he's going to come back in there, and they're going to have what we once had in defense. I, I, I don't get this, and uh, all this. Talk on, on, on the with these radio hosts, uh, uh, how bad Pete Golden is, and how bad Bill O'Brien is. I, I, I don't get it. But here, here's what I look at, and I, I'm I'm asking, what did Jeremy Pruitt do at Tennessee for the defense? And that's supposed to be his forte. What did he do at Tennessee for the defense? besides lose? <laughs> well, he didn't. He was proven not to be a very good leader as a head coach. Now, some guys are cut out to be assistants. Some guys, when they're assistants, think they have all the answers as to what the head coach and what the program should be doing. And then all of a sudden they get their opportunity and they realize, 
I'm not quite as smart as I thought I was. Uh, exactly. And and they end up cheating. They panic and they cheat when they don't have to uh, to try to make a quick fix. And so uh, when that butt slides nine inches, however wide that chair oh, is, to right. that next seat that, over there, right. not everybody's cut out to do it. It's not as easy as it looks. I, I just, I just cannot get over how, you know, uh, that everything is so bad. I think it's been said on this show, and I've heard it all my life. Nothing is ever as good as you think it is, and it's certainly not as bad as you think it is. And uh, especially with this Alabama football team, at uh, uh, and, and you know our best player playing hurt. Uh, all year. I mean, we talked about that when it happened, when he got hurt at Arkansas. How how was we going to be able to do? Well, we didn't do as good as we could have done. So, uh, And he missed the A&M game, and we looked worse than what we really were. And I, I don't get it, though, how, how just over and over and over, one guy is going to turn everything around to put us in football utopia when we're already living in football utopia. <laughs> well, you're right. And next year, uh, Dad, uh, may be a struggle regardless of who you get. Uh, you got new quarterback. Uh, you're going to have a new running, starting running back. You lose your best defensive player. Uh, you may good, get the best defensive coordinator, the best offensive coordinator in the country. Dad, it still could be, by Alabama standards, still be a little bit of a, a rubbery building year next year. Maybe not, but, Dad, your thoughts about that? Well, certainly it will be. It'll be it'll be a little bit tougher. Uh, I don't know. I haven't looked at the schedule and studied it that much, but uh, LSU's probably a little bit better to start off with. Their quarterback's coming back. Uh, Alabama will work hard to get their get their thing in order. Uh, the uh, the other players, the other coaches, other teams have good players too. You know, you, know, you just don't have good players at one school. And nobody else have good players. Everybody has good players. You get your guys to play as hard as they possibly can, but they all make mistakes. And sometimes the good players on your team make uh, make a mistake at a crit- critical time that gets you beat. It's not the coaching; it's the guy who's playing the game. Uh, that's that's it. You can teach them a lot of things to do, uh, but they have to play the game the way you teach them. And sometimes they they're, they're kids and they don't do that. That's simple. Tom, anything else with that? Well, yeah, well, I, I was going to say, like, the wide receivers, it was obvious we didn't have the Mm-mm. the wide receivers that it takes to be the highest-level offense that we were used to. And, and, and I'll point this out. And th- there were so many times this year when you would look out there when we run a play on offense, and there would be two wide receivers in one spot. Now that's not supposed to happen. When 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 you're playing football and one guy can de- defend two at one time, you got problems, and uh, especially in wide receiver. But it happened more than one time. Now here's my point: the problem was that with that was this: the position coach did not do a very good job with those wide receivers. No, I blame I him. I don't agree. Uh, you're talking Holman Wiggins, I guess, is what you're saying. Well, whoever, but I'm just saying though, it it can't fall to just one guy. So the players, you know, so the players it, never make a mistake. Is that right, Tom? No, no, I, I agree with you. I, I think that that ninety percent of the problem with wide receivers was with with them. But uh, 
but when you, when you get a kid, it is it, it's up to the position coach to do everything he can to get them prepared to do things the right way. And 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 it may have been impossible to do. I mean, that happens. I, I agree. Yeah, I, I I don't agree a hundred percent with that. I mean, like I could run an action if I don't teach the guy in basketball how to screen properly. Like these kids don't know. So there is there the coaching is responsible for some of the stuff. Uh, you know how to run a route. There are there are. It's a combination yeah, yeah, of yeah. both. You can't just give it all to the player. You can't give it all to the coach. It's got to be. But, but but you sure you sure can't uh, look on the uh, defensive side of the ball and go one guy screwed that whole defense up and that was Pete Golden that that can't be yeah anyway thank you Tom all right see y'all thank you all right we'll get to break here we'll get Max in we'll try to talk a little bit about uh, this national championship game that will kick off tonight they say six thirty. What time will that game actually kick, Joe? 6.45. 6.45, you think? Uh, there'll be coverage all day about it, though, no, on ESPN. First domain condos, the three-bedroom, three-and-a-half bath uh, condominiums in the historic district of downtown Northport. Washer and dryers included, stainless steel appliances, all granite countertops, electric energy-efficient appliances right there. The Internet and the direct TV are included in your Rent there at uh, First Domain Condos. They've got 10-foot ceilings, large patios with upper-level river views. Easy access to the Riverwalk. They're gated, so you're really safe with security cameras right there. Give them a call today. Tell them you heard it on Inside the Locker Room. As I said, the location is outstanding. I drove through downtown Northport on uh, Friday night. They had all the lights and all down there. It was beautiful. Uh, down there, you go right over the bridge, you're right into downtown Tuscaloosa. Five minutes from Bryant Denny Stadium, 205 657 7465. Schedule that uh, tour if you rent and tell me I heard on Inside Locker Room one month of free rent. Or you go to the website firstdomaincondos.com. You listen to Tide 100.9, it's the home of Alabama Sports. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the towns of Nissan Traffic Center, we got a broken water main on Greensboro Avenue that's really blocking the road all the way from Hargrove down to 26th. You could expect serious delays. I suggest you take 359 as an alternate route. Everything else looks good. If you see conditions, of course, give me a call. Get a great deal right now for your hometown dealer, Townsend Nissan, Tuscaloosa. I'm Captain Ray. Road tripping, business travel, or bringing your car in for repairs. All great reasons to rent a Toyota at Tuscaloosa Toyota. You can 100.9. Well, in North Carolina, way back in the hill, near my old pappy, and he had him a steal. He blew the white light until the sun went down, and then he filled him a jug, and he passed it around. Mighty, mighty please him, pack his corn squeeze Welcome back to Inside the Locker Room. Yellowwood Pressure Treated Pine from Great Southern. If it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, uh, you don't want it. Build it to last, and when you build it, you want to use Pressure Treated Pine from Great Southern Wood. I get right up to the Yellowwood Hotline. It joins us every Monday to break down college football. Uh, the recruiting side of it, the games, the coaching. Our main man, Max Howell. Good morning, Max. Happy hey, New man, Year, Max. Guys, how y'all doing this morning? We're good. Go ahead, Dap. Um, I listen to people talk about the overachieving of TCU. 
Uh, I think I think Georgia losing 15 players to the NFL is also an overachieving team. Nobody gives them credit for being overachieving because they don't like them around here. Um, but I think they've overachieved. I'm not sure that they could have won it again when you lose that many players to the NFL. Um, what about I the game tonight? People, yeah, yeah, absolutely, Coach. I agree with you. I mean, you, they've another school that lost 15, uh, particularly five or six in the first round. is still able to come back and repeat. So, I, you know, hats off to them. I, of course, the recruiting was the whole basis for it, and that's what he excelled in, and he's done, he's done very well. Uh, a six-year start at quarterback probably hadn't hurt either. A uh, guy that's a little more mature, uh, that seemingly has the, the personality not to panic of whatever is going on on the field. And, uh, and I think that's, you know, that's been this success. And I think they've kind of let Bennett, you know, kind of take breaks and do it his way. And, uh, and I think all that plays a major role. Uh, and, and I think also mainly the, the most of the stability of the coaching staff. I know they lost two or three. Uh, the guy that went to Oregon, and I think maybe a couple more uh, position coaches, but he's been able to keep the core group uh, there. So, you know, I like Georgia. And uh, I think, I'm assuming the line's still around 13. Uh, I think they'll I think they win, win the game tonight. They cover that line. Uh, on the other hand, you, you know, you look at what – like they've been able to do at TCU. Uh, they've got more players that play at a higher level than, 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 than they're listed as. Uh, those two defensive ends are as good as he is in the country. Uh, but, you know, they, they 6 6 275 and can run. Uh, that's, that spells NFL. And uh, I think that's what they've been able to accumulate out there. And I think a lot of it goes back to Coach Patterson, the tenure that he had there. And uh, I was really surprised when he stepped away, uh, that they were able to maintain and actually improve a little bit. Uh, I think the variation on the offense is, is to spell, you know, dispel their success. But I think it's going to be a good, a good football game. I think Coach David, I think really he's got, he really wants to prove a point tonight. And uh, look, I look for those starters to play probably 55 minutes out of 60. Uh, I don't think he subs. I think he's going to try to set the stage for next year. And, and I think he does with what he's got coming back. Uh, Max, talk a little bit about Kirby Smart. Uh, he's went there in 2016. Um, I'm looking here, and I'm not sure if it's been updated, but record 80 and 15. Uh, there yep. seems to get better every year. That, that probably should happen when you're a coach. You, uh, you know, sure. you learn, uh, things every year. You get put in situations and pressure situations, making coaching decisions, uh, recruiting battles. He's always been, uh, a great recruiter. If they win tonight, uh, could we pretty much say that right now, as far as coaching goes, that Kirby Smart is at the top of college football? Yeah, I think that the program is he's built the program. I mean, that, no disrespect to you know the the previous coaching staffs that were there, but they couldn't they couldn't quite get over the hump. And Kirby's done it, but I still say it goes back to his recruiting first. He had to get the players there that could play, but he'd been in programs that they had done that before. Uh, I went back and checked his resume as well. I didn't realize he spent some time with Mickey Andrews at Florida State. And, uh, actually, born and raised in Montgomery, Alabama. I don't know whether you'd realize that or not, uh, but he was. And uh, it, but he, you know, he ended up uh, ended up at Georgia, going to school there, playing there, and, and coming back home. So I, I, I think you know the credit needs to go. I think he's matured, and I think he's grown as a coach. But I have to hang my head on that recruiting situation. What many people in the country, other than Coach Saban, that it uh, you could compare it to, 
Dabo for a year or two was able to do that, but that's fallen off up there for some reason. But other than that, uh, Trevor's been right at the top. Well, well, uh, proven that. Yeah, you know, he spent a lot of time with Coach. Uh, you know, I think he's gotten there. I think he's taken some of the things that, that he did with Coach Saban. Sure. Uh, he got – uh, some Alabama people over there, but he's also put his own spin on it. Uh, and I think that's what right. the good guys do. They have to coach their personality. Yep. Uh, they take the they good do. things from Coach Saban, then they add yep. uh, things that are yep. important to them. This guy's got a pretty good uh, pretty good deal going there right now. Yeah, I don't think he's any doubt. I think that's the, that's the way you build it. You take it from what you've learned from other places, and, you know, hold, that, hold on to that, and add your personality into it, to the things that you want to do with your program. But you can't afford to do that, Barry. If you, you know, if you don't win, if you don't have a track. Uh, I mean, he was winning. I mean, he started out, uh, and he was at a good, you know, he did the University of Georgia, and uh, they had the funds to help, uh, you know, bring the top-rated coaches in and, uh, and pay those guys. And I think all that plays a, a major role in it. But he he knows now what it takes. He, he was part of programs that that were built like that. I think of when he was for Coach Saban. He understands how that works. He's he just taking that same blueprint and applying it there. And it's working for him. So uh, I don't look for it to drop off very much over the next year. I'd be interested to see about his quarterback position after this, how he handles that, and if he keeps his offensive staff intact. I think all those. Because when you win, you, the first thing it goes, not only the senior players head off to the NFL, but you, you're good assistants so too, because everybody's reaching out and trying to find that that key to building another program. Yeah. Yep. Quarterback wise at TCU, nobody plays any harder than this guy does. Uh, he you know, right. wants to win anymore. And, and they've got speed on the ends as well. They're, they're, they're quick around the end. And also from what I've yep. listened to other coaches, they cover up the gaps with their, it, with a three, five, three defense. Yep. It's something that you, that I think is a little bit having to get used to. Uh, sure. On other football programs I've heard, and I think it is an effect that you you go ahead and line up something against it, but because right. you've only got the nine days, it, it sometimes it's not as effective as you think. Agreed. And those linebackers read that out of that three five, they read the gap very well. Uh, if you watch them play, uh, I, I'm I'm sure they've got some designated blitzes off of that. But with that ball, with that, they're going to do a, a, a in run, a sweep. Uh, from the offensive side, those linebackers on that side is going to, they pick a gap to come through. So it ends up, they, they put four and five in the backfield, what they're doing. And that's, that's a good concept. I, I had seen that done effectively, uh, probably as well as they're doing it right now. So uh, I think that, you know, I think play action will, will probably catch them, uh, it, you know, trying to trying to get them linebackers in on, on Bennett. But I like what Georgia can do. I mean, I, their offensive line is good enough to, to hold them out long enough. And of course, Ben can run the football, too. I think he's proven that from time to time. He gets out on the corner. If that corner doesn't come up to contain, he's going you know, to get you 10 or 12 yards. And he don't mind doing that. So I, th- I think the, the game plan is set for him. Um, I like I, – I think it's – I did not like the TCU. I, I was comparing TCU to what Cincinnati was the year before. I just didn't like it to begin with. But having watched them, watched them get there, uh, having beat Michigan, I think, you know, I changed my mind a little bit about them. I think they're a better coach than, than I had given credit for, and they, they got better athletes than I thought. Yeah, a team that was picked uh, seventh in the Big 12 is playing for the national championship tonight. Uh, 
Right. You thought maybe that could happen when they get to a 12-team playoff, but to get all the way down to the Final Four and make it to this game actually is yep. quite remarkable. I'm not sure it's getting talked about enough. All right, uh, Pete Golding, uh, there's there's talk about him possibly joining Lane Kiffin there. He's uh, from Hammond, Louisiana, uh, coached at Southern Miss at one time. I know his wife is from Mississippi. Uh, a lot of people around here complaining, uh, unfair, fair. Uh, that's debatable, uh, depending on who you ask. What are you hearing over there, uh, Max, about the possibility of this guy maybe joining uh, either uh, Ole Miss or Texas, possibly? Any any smoke to the fire or any fire well, smoke? I, yeah, I, I think with both of them, uh, you know, it appeared to start with, I think we talked a little bit about it last week, Barry, uh, they were kind of waiting to, to see, uh, if, you know, if the offensive coordinator situation came open in the NFL. Uh, and, and that that position may have come open first. But then all of a sudden that got quieted down for whatever reason. And I think Golden's name is now emerged as the top guy that may leave. Uh, I, I don't, I have not, that's been very quiet over here, uh, whether, particularly about the old Miss situation. I have heard it mentioned in Texas. Uh, and, and I, I don't think Sarkeesian, uh, you know, I, I think he knows he's going to have to make some changes. He's got some good talent coming in on this next recruiting class. Uh, his quarterback this past year uh, was better, I think, a little bit better than advertised. Uh, so I think really trying to stack the defensive side is going to be a key point. Uh, Pete Golden might be the guy. I don't know. It's, 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 this time of year, you know, it's just rumored. A lot of rumors that take place, and of course, it's been going on all year long. I know a lot of the fan base has not been happy with either one of the co- coordinators uh, at Alabama. Of course, Coach Saban has been okay with it. It appears, well, he's only, yeah, yeah and he's his opinion is the only one that matters. Uh, That's exactly right. <laughs> don't you believe if, if it was if it was as disruptive as a lot of the fans think, he'd already done that. Yeah. He'd already made that decision. So uh, I think it's a lot of a lot of wheels turning in that uh, in that. In that area, of course, it all starts to surface after the, after the game tonight. Sure, that uh, has Georgia recruited well enough to could keep it going. I think they they've had a good a good recruiting year. I don't know Alabama's gotten over and gotten a few, but you know Georgia's in a state where there are a lot of players. And if you get the home, if your home uh, team is winning, it makes them want to come. Have they gotten yeah. the, the stellar guys out of out of Georgia for for the yeah, University it, of Georgia. Yeah, Coach Ed Pierce, they have because when you win it at the level they're winning, yeah. uh, that's, the guys go gravitate there. At least they give him a look first. Then it depends on you know how they, the position and what the depth yeah. is and what the kids coming out thinks they can play quick. That's become, become a very you know a very important part. But also the you know uh, the money situation uh, with it with the excess outside. Funding it goes. I, I I knew it was important, but I'm seeing more and more recruits even addressing that point now. Uh, that that's that's foreign to me. Uh, you know, to, to see a kid talk. Well, Ohio State had this uh, amount of, of all you know all field money available to me, uh, but another school came up with a big package for me. So I, I you know maybe that that is now playing a major role. I'm not real sure that the kids. Uh, I think a lot of that comes from the influence from the parents or whoever's helping the kid make a decision. Uh, not in all cases, but 
I don't know that an 18-year-old, you know, he, he those guys operate off of emotion, a lot of emotion. They well, I think the, the NIL has, uh, Alabama's been fortunate in basketball, I think, to get some players because of the NIL. Um, sure. And football, too, without it being, you know, being it's pretty quiet. Uh, right. I it's think Georgia's, quiet. I just think that, I think the NIL behind the scenes has made a world of difference. Yeah, uh, and well, that's, I, the, I reason, that's the reason that you have to recruit. You have to recruit once they get there for a year. You have to re-recruit your team because right. somebody else is giving them more NIL money. That's very true. Very true. And that's that. That changes the whole philosophy about recruiting. Yeah, uh, and I think that's why a lot of coaches go to the portal because they they see. You know, for kids disgruntled, he was a highly recruited kid coming out of high school. He gets to uh, a school, he doesn't get to play very much. It, it, you know, he's going to throw his – I believe the last thing I saw was like 3,000 names is in the portal right now. Uh, I mean, that's – now, all of them will stay. We know that. There's nowhere for them to go. Those top kids are going to have an opportunity. To, you know, if they were the top kids coming out the year or two before, highly recruited and talented, they're going to end something, land, land somewhere. So uh, I'm not real sure in building the program if I was a new coach going in. I might, you know, out of 25, I might hold 10 kids from high school, but I'd, I'd work that portal. Because a 19, 20-year-old was a little more mature than an 18-year-old coming out of high school. Uh, Max, we're talking with Max Howell. Um, these SEC coaching salaries now, oh, my goodness. Uh, <laughs> Shane Beamer. <laughs> I think was making a little under three million. He just got a raise. He's at six point five million now. Can you imagine? You That's went from three million or whatever. We're gonna bump you up to six point five. I, I think he's probably got a happy wife. Uh, Saban, no doubt, eleven point seven. Kirby Smart, eleven point two five. Jimbo Fisher, nine point five. Kelly. 9.5. Lane Kiffin lost five out of six. He's up to nine million. Uh, Napier, seven, whose average is running water, 7.4 million. Drinkowitz, 6.5. Free, 6.5. Pittman, Heupel is at five million. They're saying they're about to double his and put him up to the eight or nine million right. range. Where does it stop, Max? Is it going to keep going up right now for these guys? Well, it, I think a lot of it goes back to TV contracts, uh, goes back to attendance, and you know, at games, you know, at home camp, uh, home games. All that plays in part of the budget. These guys, you know, they they have the money available. They can come out there, and, you know, and, and throw that on paper. In particular, with the buyout, I'm, you know, I I can I kind of understand the cash flow situation uh, month to month. Due to, you know, particularly doing football, where the cash is pretty. Pretty runs pretty freely at the big school, but then what about the buyouts? When, you know, you drop back to five or six wins, and I'd be interested to watch where Kiffin goes. But you're right; he lost those five games out of six last year. Uh, he, he, you know, he's going to have to rebuild his. He's got to rebuild, add to his defense, and probably needs to rebuild his offense as well. He's got to find him a, a tougher running quarterback. He's going to run that system. Uh, so that nine million he got. I think the, the battle that's like seventeen. So what do they do when you have to? You know, you got to go find the money to to pay on, on that side as well. But look, supply and demand bears what it's all about. But and you know what uh, makes me think, sick about that is you'll you'll look at these uh, team pictures. 
they'll have 40 guys in polos. Oh, uh, yeah. And, it, and you can't pay a, th- a, base, a, base, a third baseball assistant. You can't pay him. The third baseball assistant gets nothing. And you got 40 yeah. people. You're paying these guys eight, nine million. The SEC's got the best baseball, and you can't pay a third assistant. What's wrong? Yeah. With, what's wrong with this? Well, that's well. What you see is though is you know the fact is how many people can can supply that funding from a baseball you know, from a baseball team? You got four, the major. If you get twelve, fifteen thousand a game, you know, you're lucky as compared to a hundred thousand in a football game. So uh, I mean, you know, it, it's all about how much money is going to be available and what those projections are, and that's. To me, that puts a lot more pressure on the athletic director now. I mean, if he's got to step out to be competitive to get the best guys there, then he's got to he's got to find the play. Of, you know, a room pay him. And I don't know how what all the the rules say about paying those guys, but you know, what about the non revenue sports? What about all the women's sports? Uh, I know they aren't in that salary range, but it's I guarantee you some of those women that you know, the coach of South Carolina, the, the, the lady over there that's running, winning championships. I don't believe she's in that four or five billion dollar range. She's probably at one point two. Nah, like he's that. around close to three now. Yeah, but, is she? well, yeah. yeah. But, but the, the fact is that they pack the arena every time they play. Yeah, uh, that's that's one thing. They get their own TV a lot. So you know, it, it, I think a lot of that you know plays a role in how they establish those budgets and how they can attract certain people. And then you remember too, guys, they got outside funding that's still allowable. Um, you know that. Speaking engagements and that kind of stuff that can, can boost those salaries up as well. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, all right, uh, anything else for Max before we let him no, get that's out? It. Thanks, thanks, Max. Max, so your uh, national champion is who tonight? Oh, I thought University of Georgia. Georgia. They, you know, they win and they cover. Win and cover. All right, the other line right now is going down a little bit, 12 and a half. So uh, for Max Al, that's an easy cover. Max, enjoy the game tonight. Appreciate you, my man. Well, good, guys. Thank you. Always, always my pleasure. Thank you. Yeah, thank, uh, thank you, guys. There's Max Howell. I guess my gripe is if you could pay these guys eight, nine, ten million, then they all let the school decide whether they pay a third baseball assistant. I mean, that's if if some schools can't. Well, a lot of schools can't pay their head coach nine million, but if a school can pay a third baseball assistant, then they should let him pay. I saw a deal, and I won't tell you which school. This baseball school in the SEC, Joe and Dad, they have $1 million for NIL that they can do, and they're saying that Friday night starters in the SEC now are commanding between one hundred dollars and $500,000 for a Friday night starter. Uh, did you ever think you'd see the day, Dad, where baseball was doling out $1 million in NIL money in the SEC? Well, whatever baseball program that is, I have a feeling I know it, they they got to be drawing people to – to, to do that, yeah, uh, they can't. They can't keep doing that. Well, that's nil money. That's not even talking about the ticket sales and all that. So, uh, Alabama One, go to www.alabama1.org for all their different products and services. Whether it's a vehicle loan, a mortgage, a credit card, whatever you need, uh, these guys will take great care. You swing by any one of the bro- local branches, sit down with them. And they can help you out. Dad, let's also go to www.alabama1.org. And Dad, tell them about Constant Companion before we get out. Constant Companion Animal Hospital is at that narrows on 150 and narrows on 280. Uh, you'll get free, uh, get in half, in, half price, excuse me, 
at 635-0313. You bring that pet in there and tell them you heard it on our show. Uh, Dr. Foster and them will give you half price, and I think it, uh, they do a great job for you. 635-0313. All right. We want to thank Pressure Treated Pine from Great Southern. If it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, then... You don't want it. Phone lines will be open when we get back 205-342-9904. It's the Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama Sports. Tide 100.9 Traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, we got a broken water main on Greensboro Avenue that's really blocking the road all the way from Hargrove down to 26th. You can expect serious delays. I suggest you take 359 as an alternate route. Everything else looks good. If you see conditions, of course, give me a call. Get a great deal right now for your hometown dealer, Townsend Nissan, Tuscaloosa. I'm Captain Ray. Bonus days are back for pros at Lowe's. You earn points and save when you buy the top pro brands you trust, like DeWalt. Right now. Tomorrow and Wednesday, the sky partly to mostly sunny both days with a warming trend. The high tomorrow is 64, Wednesday's high 67. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 37 degrees in Tuscaloosa. By now, you know that sound. It's the sound of the Home Depot. But what about those sounds? Those are the sounds of an LG wash tower with ultra-large capacity. Touchdown, Alabama. Tide 100.9. And screaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Inside the locker room with former Crimson Tide basketball coach Wimp Sanderson and his son, former SEC and ACC assistant basketball coach Barry Sanderson. It's time to take you inside the locker room. Presented by Dr. Pepper on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back to the second hour of Inside the Locker Room. All-State Insurance agent, he's my agent, let him become yours. Andrew Kniffer out at 4705 McFarland Boulevard, Suite 3 over in Northport. Look for home, life, auto. Don't just pay the bill. Know what you're paying. Have somebody that will take great care of you. Andrew and his staff will do it. They do it for me. 205-722-9201. And when you call them, Tell them that Wimp and Barry sent you. That'll help us out there as well. All right, uh, Dad, I know we were both, and Joe, uh, we're all at the game on Saturday. Now, uh, sometimes you hit home runs in recruiting. And I think we've talked a little bit about it. I think Alabama missed the mark a little bit on some of its previous classes. Maybe not with talent, but maybe with what's between the years. But I want to give uh, Petway, Hodgkin, Nate Oates, uh, Coach Charlie some credit here. These guys, they, they knocked it out of the park in recruiting. And not just these kids are very, very talented. They're very tough-minded. These guys are tough-minded. Brandon Miller is not only a great player, his mentality is – that he's going to beat you. He don't give a five cents about John Calipari, Kentucky. Uh, Mark Sears, tough mentalities, terrific on both ends of the floor, has really won the job. Jaden Bradley, he is serious about ball. 
they ran some pick and roll stuff there. They they exposed Kentucky with some lobs right there because Sheway could not guard the pick and roll. Uh, Clowney, man, they went to South Carolina and they got not only a really talented player but a tough mindset. I mean, he jumps up in the first minute or two of that game and knocks in a three like with a full house in there. Not many freshmen can do that. Betty Ako's a, a sophomore. So they're starting three freshmen, a sophomore, and I'm not even sure what Mark Sears is uh, is considered. I guess maybe he has two years of eligibility. And then they, they've got these guys they bring off the bench. Uh, so Darius Miles is not there. Honestly, that probably helps them because then you're worried about playing these other guys. These guys got a nice rotation there. Quinterly played well in this game. Just talking. Rylan Griffin's a tough kid. These guys have done a great job in recruiting uh, and bringing up basically almost a new team with uh, tough guys. Uh, these guys are mentally tough in the, in the moment. It's not too big for them. Well, I think the answer is they've out-recruited the league this year. Yes. Uh, I think uh, Arkansas would, it would have been second had they had both their kids back. But uh, I would say that Alabama just sort of out-recruited the league. Uh, Kentucky's got a a team full of non-shooters. They've been that way all year. And uh, when you play somebody that's good defensively or as quick or quicker than you are, you're not, you're not going to make any, and they didn't. And they they just they can't they just didn't have the personnel to handle Alabama. Alabama's and Tennessee are, will you know will be down to the they'll be twos or one, ones or twos or threes in the NCAA tournament. Um, it'll get down to I think probably will get down to an Alabama Tennessee who's going to win the round robin. Uh, schedules are quite different for all the teams. Uh, some get a break. Alabama, I think, got a break playing Vanderbilt twice. Uh, they do have to go to Tennessee, I think, the last game, uh, one of the latter games of the season. Tennessee came to Alabama last year and played, got clobbered. And uh, so they returned at this time. Alabama goes to Tennessee. Uh, Alabama doesn't go to Kentucky, which could be a good win if you could go, probably. So Alabama's done a great job recruiting, and they're playing hard and playing well. And I think the big factor is they've got nine or ten kids that can play. I think the substitution pattern has been to where everybody's pretty happy about about the way. Of course, when you win, you're a little bit happier. But when you win and you get to play some, you you like that even more. So they're in a good state right now. They're playing a, an Arkansas team who just got beat at Auburn. Um, Went two for sixteen, a two for twenty six, or something. From they can't shoot it. And, well, they'll uh, shoot it better at home than they do on the road. Most well, teams I, do. I understand yeah. that, but uh, they didn't. They haven't been able to shoot it uh, very well all year. You know, they're one and two already in the league after the first three games, and uh, so we'll see. Uh, Joe, I'm going to make a prediction now. Write this down. I think Dad got a two seed. Uh, this will be the first number one seed. I don't think Alabama's ever been a one seed. I think this team will be a one seed in the NCAA tournament, which will put them in Birmingham, uh, play in the first and second round. So I'm going to make that prediction, not that it's a big, bold prediction. Uh, the next games, they got Arkansas, they got LSU at home, at Vandy, at Missouri, which would be tougher than you think, and then Mississippi State at home. So um, winnable games there. Do you see this team being a number one seed in the NCAA tournament? Joe. Oh, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm so excited about this team. 
Uh, I think that yeah, number one seed, Final Four. I mean, I'm I'm drunk on all the Kool Aid. I, I can't. <laughs> just send me to the to the Alabama ER because that's how excited I am about about this team. And you know, sa- Saturday was a lot of fun. The, the 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 team went right at Kentucky. Obviously, Kentucky having their struggles in the half court set, uh, but but really Alabama cutting down on the turnovers and playing well. I thought they played well. Um, and, and I'm just excited about about the future. Wednesday, we got to go 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 over to Arkansas and keep it rolling. Uh, yeah, so we'll see. Uh, down Kentucky, uh, you're right. I had a guy. I saw a guy put out that they have first round NBA draft picks on that team. Maybe they do. I don't know their personnel. Maybe those guys are better than what they show. They they didn't look. I didn't see anything out there. It just blew me away. I don't know what year all those guys. But they Alabama uh, early in the game uh, with the pick and roll stuff where uh, Oscar Sheway is showing and then they just roll Betty Ako to the rim. He's so tall. They just throw it up because he's showing there. They really ex- exposed Kentucky uh, with scattering reports and how they defended the ball screen. They really make Kentucky look bad, to be quite honest with you. Uh, just your thoughts on what the, not only did oh, they, had, they, had the, they had the two pick and rolls and then the second pick and roll, they, had, they ended up switching it and they had a guard playing. Yeah. Playing the big guy down down underneath. I think the other factor is that if you can't contain the dribbler, and it's very hard to do. Very hard to do. If you can't stay in front and really keep the ball the dribbler from penetrating, that's hard. Uh they're gonna key with a lot of pass on the backside. Um Sheway can't can't do anything about that. He's he's a six eight guy that great rebounds great, but he's not gonna stop the lot of pass. And I think any time any time that they play and they they take the basketball across the top of the circle and bring it down, the lob pass is very, very effective for them. It was a, it was the way that we played with Terry Connor and, and, and Derek McKee. Uh the lob pass for us became part of our big part of our offense. And uh the same thing is happening there. They've got a lot of people that can do that. So and they shoot the ball well from the perimeter. Kentucky uh in the games that I've watched just have not shot the basketball well at all. Now, maybe if they're NBA players, I, I would doubt. I would doubt it. Uh, I would be surprised uh, because they, you can't shoot in the NBA. You're not going to play. And um, they're, they're big. A couple of them, three of their forwards, uh, are big, strong kids. They run well and so forth. But they just, they just simply can't make shots. And um, part of it was because of Alabama. The other part is I'm not sure they have the ability to to really make shots against good defensive teams. They didn't do that uh, Saturday. I don't think this is getting enough talk. Um, I don't think Alabama is relying on the threes. They're not firing the threes because they've got Mark Sears is a guy who put his head down and he can dry. He's a physical guard that goes into the lane a lot, draws a lot of fouls at the rim. Jaden Bradley's a driver. He's not a shooter. Matter of fact, didn't even attempt a three in the game. I think those guys putting the ball on the floor and taking the ball to the basket instead of relying on a bunch of threes has really helped this team. Well, I think that's true. But Bradley's not a three-point shooter to start with. Right. You know, he's a guy that takes the ball to the basket. He's, he he doesn't rely on. He's very good at taking the ball to the basket and getting cheap shots and uses the board and makes them. But I think I think uh, <clears throat> I think they're all cap- capable of shooting the three. They probably don't shoot it quite as much. And uh, they're you know they're 
they're a heck of a team on both ends of the floor. So they've cut down on their turnovers. And uh, you're probably right. They're probably they're probably going to be a one or two, maybe a one. Um, if that if that is the case, that's uh, you know probably a first for Alabama basketball. I had a two one time. So um, we'll see. I think. Uh, I think not to take anything away from Alabama. I think I think the league is really very questionable. Uh, I think there I think there probably eight teams at least. If you want to take uh, if you if you want to count Kentucky and Arizona and Arkansas as two teams who just gone through some bad times, are going to get good for the seasons over. And keep those two in the top five or six, and add 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 uh, Missouri to that group. From the Floridas on down, they're very average. Uh, Florida would be the next team you think about. LSU's uh, got beat by A and M. There, you know, you can't you can't compare scores. But I just think the bottom of the league. I, I don't really see Alabama. Maybe uh, and Tennessee losing a conference game until they play each other. Yeah, I, 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 now Tennessee. Tennessee's got a more tougher schedule. They're going to have to go to Kentucky. Uh, which doesn't mean anything because Tennessee shoots it a lot better. But uh, I would say that they'll, they'll both of those teams will, won't lose a game until they go play each other. Uh, whew, I think that game Wednesday will be tough. Uh, going into Fayetteville on a Wednesday night, uh, that pace will be electric. Uh, so if you can get out of that one, uh, then maybe you got a chance uh, there. But I think that's going to be a, be interesting to see what the line is on that game. I think that's going to be – Alabama's good enough to go win there, but that will be some environment there on uh, Wednesday night. Royal Cleaners, they want to make life easy for you. Pick up and delivery. They'll come pick the cleaning up, get it cleaned up, and deliver it right back. Those casual, beautiful golf shirts you got for Christmas, those pullovers, let Royal Cleaners clean those for you. Also, if you want to drop off University Boulevard, Bridge Avenue in Northport, or 4851 Rice Mine. For all your cleaning needs, give Royal Cleaners a call. 205-391-0034. We'll get to Doug. Is Doug Bell going to be with us this morning, Dad? Where we got Doug this uh, morning? I think he is. He told okay. me he would be on okay. the day. Is the day the ninth? The day is the ninth. All yeah, right. he told so, me he'd be, he'd be with us. I know he's in Hawaii. All right. Uh, yeah, I, think, I think he will be. I'm not sure. Tide 100.9 is the home of Alabama sports. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa thread. Good Monday morning. The Tuscaloosa Violent Crimes Unit is still attempting to piece together evidence of the apparent murder of two people in Foster's early yesterday morning. One body found just off I-2059, the other a few miles away on Frog Ridge Road. A car found abandoned in Hainville, just southwest of Montgomery, last night is believed to be connected to the homicides. Click TuscaloosaThread.com for more local news, sports, and weather coverage. It's free. Don Hartley, Town Square Media, Tuscaloosa. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the towns of Nissan Traffic Center, we got a broken water main on Greensboro Avenue that's really blocking the road all the way from Hargrove down to 26th. You can expect serious delays. I suggest you take 359 as an alternate route. Everything else looks good. If you see conditions, of course, give me a call. Get a great deal right now for your hometown dealer, Townsend Nissan, Tuscaloosa. I'm Captain Ray. In a collision, easy decision. Make one call to one name. Mesreno, 206-6300. No representation between the quality of legal services to be performed. It's greater than quality of legal services performed. Coaches took to the radio and TV airwaves to tell people that if you're building outdoors, the only way to build is with pressure-treated pine, yellow wood. It is the very, very best. Why? 
because all the coaches said yellow wood, pressure-treated pine, protects against bug, termite, and weather. Decking, fencing, play sets, whatever you're wanting to build, just go to the Internet, look at yellow wood, and you will find these coaches advertised a great product. If it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, believe you me, you don't want it. It's yellow wood. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. The weather cool and dry today. Lots of sunshine, the high 57. Clear tonight with the low at 33. Tomorrow and Wednesday, the sky partly to mostly sunny both days with a warming trend. The high tomorrow is 64, Wednesday's high 67. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 39 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Mr. SEC Tournament Wimp Sanderson gives you his excellent analysis every weekday on Inside the Locker Room, right here on Tide 100.9. He finally gave in to his friend's girlfriend when she said there's someone you should meet. At a crowded restaurant way across town, he waited impatiently. She walked in there. Welcome back to Inside the Locker Room. Alabama One, go to www.alabamaone.org for all their different products and services. They take great care of me on the mortgage, the car loan, the credit card, and they'll do the same for you. www.alabamaone.org. All right, it's... We figured uh, it's four in the morning over in Hawaii. We did try to call Doug, but he did not pick up, so we will not keep bothering him uh, this morning. We'll, we'll get right to the uh, real quick to the Alabama One Hotline, and we got some Kirby Smart sound as well. We can get to if we need to is get Bryce in. Hello, Bryce. We're we doing this morning. Good, buddy. How are you? I'm fine. Just working out at the gym. Got a busy day. Got to go get the physical. Then I got to go see my lawyer. Back at Tuscumbia, I was up there last night, my show, you know, and I, then I got to go back tonight, I mean, today. Okay. Uh, but, uh, well, Alabama just took a bit of woodshed, and uh, and you hit the nail right on the head, Barry, when they, they don't depend on the three as much as they've been, a, you know, they've been scoring every, everywhere, and they cut down on turnover. Uh, and I'm with you, this basketball team, but they keep improving. And the chemistry gets together. There's no telling what they can do. It's, other than when your dad was coaching, this is the best Alabama basketball team that I've seen in a long time. Yeah, they're doing it with a lot of new kids. So give them credit. Uh, Brandon Miller's new, Sears is new, and Clowney's new, and Bradley's new. So four uh, signees are starting uh, for them. So that's a heck of a job by Nate Oates and his staff on the recruiting trail. So out on a limb and say that. Uh, this might be the next to the best uh, freshman starters in the, the Fab Five. The, the, these guys are incredible. Yeah, I don't what know. What they can do as freshmen. I really have a lot of respect for what they're doing. Yeah, three of them are. The Fab Five is all freshmen. This is only three of the five. But uh, you do have a couple other Riley Griffin plays, uh, some there. So they're playing, uh, they are playing four freshmen, pretty good, pretty good bit of minutes. Hey, well, this is just my personal opinion. Uh, I really think if, if TCU can get the ball down the field, they can beat them. Yeah, no doubt. And they don't turn it over. That's 
the key is turnovers in this game. You know, whoever turns the ball over the most is going to lose this game, which that's very rarely that's what happens, you know. But these people talking about these coordinators, Alabama, uh, Pete Golding and uh, and uh, and Bill O'Brien. Yeah. If they don't like what Coach Saban is doing, they need to find them another thing. There you go. To root for. There you that's go. That's exactly the way I feel about it. And one more thing, Coach. Uh, uh, Coach Wimp. Yes. Barry's not yes. going to like what I'm going to say. He's probably going to hang up on me. Uh, Elon Musk said that he wanted to find a CEO to run Twitter. Uh, it would really make a lot of people's skin crawl if he picked Donald Trump. That would it's be what? so hilarious to run it's Twitter. Oh, uh, Elon Musk was to pick Donald Trump to run Twitter. Would that get oh. a lot of people... Scared or what? That would be so funny. Yeah. Ray's going to hang up on me now. I know he nah, don't agree with that. I don't, I don't matter. Thank you, Bryce. Uh, I don't know about all that. Donald Trump and Twitter. Nah. All right. Um, Kirby Smart, uh, Dad, that's your thoughts about how much he's grown. He's uh, met with the media. We'll play a couple of his clips here. But how much has he? have you seen him grow year after year? And, and how – you know, I know when you become a head coach, you got to learn, and the only way to learn is to be a head coach. This guy seems to have gotten better each year. Well, I think he's recruited on top of on top of the kids that he's lost. And anytime if Alabama had lost fifteen people to the in, in a NFL, two or three of them first rounders, that you know people would be talking about that. People don't say a lot about it. Uh, he's able to recruit players to take the place of the guys who left. And that's the real key right there. He kept the quarterback, yes. The quarterback's age on him is a, is a, is a big effect on, on his ability to play. Whether you like him or dislike him, doesn't matter. Um, and he's been able to handle his staff. Um, he's been able to have the recruiting organized to the point that they organized it when he was at Alabama. He was involved in that. So if you get good players, better players than your opponent, and, you, and the guys that you recruit are just a step behind the guys that leave and go to the NFL, you got something. That's what's happened to him, and that's what's happened this year. So we talk about TCU. I like TCU a lot, like their coach. We talk about TCU uh, being overachievers uh, to some degree. Of Georgia's it is as well. Yeah, they are, and uh, but I do think they're. Their schedule this year was not extremely tough, but they still handled every game, and uh, we'll see what they can win their back-to-back national championship. Well, look, they're lucky. They're lucky to beat Ohio State. As lucky as they can be. Yeah. yeah. Ohio yeah. State had a great game plan. Was ready to play, and I, I guarantee you one thing: Ohio State, when they walked off there that one port loss, they were crushed, and I don't blame them. Ohio State had every chance in the world to beat them, but for whatever reason, they didn't. Yep. All right, uh, these guys. Get hammered, not hammered, but they just have so many media responsibilities out there. They don't go out. I don't think TCU went out till Friday. I think they treat the first game, the semifinal game, more as a bowl game there longer. But uh, they did meet with the media. And here was Kirby Smart's opening statement out in California in preparation for this national championship game tonight at 630. Yeah, a lot of the same uh, sentiments as Coach Dykes. Uh, tremendous honor to be here, you know, 130-something teams start out trying to achieve this, and there's two left. And uh, I I think it speaks volumes to the character of both teams, um, the way each team has been able to win football games, um, 
I, I think so much is overrated about talent and what so many people put into uh, the game of football when, when a team cares about each other and they have uh, a lot of intangibles and, and really good players at the right positions. It, it makes for a special group. And um, hearing the story of TCU season, getting to Seacoast Dykes at the Heisman, um, Max, I mean, when you start looking across the board, it's a, it's, it's a hell of a, a story for these two teams um, to be playing each other. And um, it's an honor for us to be here. I'd like to say thanks to the CFP committee and the CFP group that's hosted us. What a tremendous job they've done um, in L.A. to host our players. Um, I know over at our hotel, our players have enjoyed the hospitality room. They've had an opportunity to, to be together. And, um, you know, we, we have the fortune of having a lot of guys last year that left for the NFL. But every one of those guys that left for the NFL tell our players, you better enjoy this moment because it's different at the next level, and uh, these guys have a special bond that they get to spend together. There's countless hours and minutes that these teams, both of us, have spent preparing. Uh, it's, it's a long process to get to the semifinal in terms of 28 or however many days, and then you got another 10, and you end up spending a lot of time together through uh, Christmas and uh, through New Year's and through travel. And uh, our guys have really enjoyed that. I've enjoyed it. It's why we get in this business. And what a great stage uh, we get to play on Monday night. Um, and uh, just honored to be here and represent the University of Georgia. All right. Uh, we'll go to the next clip here. The pressure of uh, being the heavy favorite and uh, repeating as champions. Uh, here's what Kirby Smart had to say about that. Um, yeah, I don't, I'm not sure I understand the question. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Uh, in regards to the, 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 the hunted or being hunted, I mean, there, I promise you, there's no greater pressure on any sport than there is on college athletics, especially for uh, major college football programs. And I don't think Coach Dykes or myself would be in this business if we weren't used to pressure. And um, I don't, you know, I, I look at it in a vacuum. I don't, I don't get to watch much TV. I don't get to do much social media. Just worry about our team and don't get caught up in anything outside of that. And uh, we've had a saying around our place for a long time that probability is not reality. So we don't control what people say in probability. Reality is what happens on the on the field between those lines. And uh, that's what takes a lot more courage than, than just putting out probability. Right, thoughts about what he said there? Uh, probability is not reality. It's a good statement when you, when you talk about uh, – Coaches losing their jobs, assistant coaches. Uh, I think he's uh, said the right things. Uh, when you talk about your opponent or mention your opponent along with yourself, I think it's a smart thing to do, and that's what he did. And I think he's, I think he's organized the recruiting to where they're, you know, they're on top of everybody that they want to get. And I think, I think the other factor too is that they have really made uh, good selections. Uh, the, the recruiting process is big and hard and difficult, but you also have to be able to get the right people as much as you can. Um, basically, a lot on ability, but also on mental ability, where they where they fit with you and they're mentally ready to play for you. And they're not everybody, not one hundred percent people happy at Georgia, uh, but they're not any, they're not happy anywhere. But uh, I think both teams will come out, be ready to play, be a hard game. Um, one that doesn't turn it over, have the best chance probably be Georgia. 
at uh, Georgia, you know, was very fortunate to be there. Uh, TCU could have been overlooked. Uh, wasn't anybody ready to pick besides TCU when they won all the close games. So um, it, it should be a great game. All right, uh, Joe, let's get the last club. But what does it take to sustain uh, success? Uh, you know, sometimes doing it the first time and the next time is hard because uh, people patting you on the back, telling you how great you are. But uh, here's what Kirby Smart said about that. Um, a lot of hard work, standard uh, uh, belief in the culture within it. Um, you know, it doesn't start when the season starts. It starts Tuesday when the season ends. Um, and it, it just continues. I mean, I, I don't know that, that you can uh, relax and just say, okay, we're going to be fine. You, you have to make it happen. And I think each and every year you have a different team. Um, obviously, recruiting plays a part of that because if you don't have good players, you got no chance. Um, but a big part of that is the organization that I've been given the ability to hire at the University of Georgia. They are uh, second to none at my administration of supporting us, um, bringing in analysts, bringing in coaches, uh, bringing, having nice facilities. I mean, you need those things to be successful uh, and sustain. But at the end of the day, you better have buy-in with your players. And I think the older I've gotten, the more I acknowledge the relationship with the player matters much more than maybe the play you call, uh, than maybe the, the practice habit you create or anything else. It's, it's will, will, that, will those players play hard for each other and do they believe in their coaching staff that their coaching staff cares for them? Um, and that allows you to sustain. I, uh, uh, I think right. I think there uh, you hear some coaches, uh, several players talk about attending the University of Alabama because Nick Saban is the coach. And I think it's going to end up being that way at Georgia. I think the people, in the, especially the people in the state of Georgia, that uh, because Kirby's still there, because he's done what he's done, there's a certain percentage, not a full percentage, but a certain percentage of the kids who think that the head coach is very, very important. And especially when he goes into the homes of every elite player that he's trying to recruit, uh, not in Georgia. You know, they've got guys from California. They've got they've done just what like Alabama's done. They're from Nevada. They've got guys from everywhere. It's amazing. I look at this roster the other day. It's unbelievable. They've got a lot of guys from Georgia, but they got a lot of guys from different places. They have done a good job of, of organizing and recruiting. That's not easy to do. When I was at Alabama, recruiting is organized uh, where you went in different areas of Alabama and a little bit of the other surrounding states. Each player had Mississippi or uh, Georgia, but it wasn't like it was when Nick Saban came in and organized it. All right, Dad, let's talk about Bob Prince and Prince Glover and Hayes, and we'll take this break. Prince Glover and Hayes, um, attorneys from really the very, very best. They're located in Tuscaloosa, but they are just about everywhere in the southeast. They're 345-1234 uh, is the easy number to remember. What they do is they will take your phone call, listen to what the problem is you have is. Uh, they're not going to be out boastfully about how much they got for somebody you know, somebody got this kind of money and that kind of money because they're representative. Sometimes some people are coming after you, and you need some help there. And so once you once they figure out what the problem is, then you go by 701 Rice Mine Road. And when you do that, uh, you'll find that Prince Glover and Hayes are outstanding attorneys. 
uh, while I'm along with it and make it easier uh, on our uh, people in the, in the studio, constant companion animal hospital in, in the Narrows, at the Narrows in Birmingham will give you uh, 50% off on your first visit with your new pet. Probably a lot of you have a new pet during the Christmas holidays. I, I got one prior to that. It's uh, 205-635-0313, 635-0313. So if you need help with your pet, uh, be sure and give them a call. On the other, PrinceLaw.net is the website. If they don't win, you don't pay. It is a tied 100.9 SC home of Alabama Sports. No representation is made that the quality of services performed is greater than the quality of services performed by other lawyers. In a collision, easy decision. Make one call to one name. Mesreno, 206-6300. No representation is made the quality of legal services to be performed. It's greater than quality of legal services performed. Coaches took the radio and TV airwaves to tell people that if you're building outdoors, the only way to build is with pressure-treated pine, yellow wood. It is the very, very best. Why? Because all the coaches said yellow wood. Pressure-treated pine protects against bug, termite, and weather. Decking, fencing, play sets, whatever you're wanting to build, just go to the Internet, look at Yellowwood, and you will find these coaches advertised a great product. If it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, believe you me, you don't want it. It's Yellowwood. The best sports talk in the state. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. He plays guitar at a hotel bar for routed towners and businessmen. He's first in May condos located in the historic district of downtown Norport down there Friday night. The place is absolutely gorgeous. Three bedroom, three and a half bath uh, condominiums. Everything's included. Internet, uh, direct TV, uh, the washer and dryer already in there for you. Energy, electric. Uh, fishing appliances, uh, granite countertops, security cameras, gated uh, community right there in the historic district of downtown Norcourt. Look at it right there on the river. You are right across the bridge from downtown Tuscaloosa. Five minutes to Bryant Denny Stables. The location is absolutely terrific. Give uh, Todd and his group a call today, 205-657-7465. Tell them you heard it on inside the locker room and get one month of free rent. Now, who can beat that? Uh, FirstDomainCondos.com for more information. All right, uh, real quick, Joe. Sonny Dykes, uh, let's just play his opening statement. Uh, Coach Dykes, first year at TCU, picked seventh in the Big 12. Uh, this guy seems to be a really, really good uh, football coach and done a terrific job there. And he, Now, he inherited a good program there, but he's – uh, brought a new voice in and, and done a good job. Here's uh, Coach Sonny Dykes. Uh, first of all, I just want to thank all of you for being here and covering college football. And uh, we're all really, really fortunate and blessed to have an opportunity to work in this great game. Um, Kirby and I as coaches and you guys as the media. Uh, Kirby and I both grew up son of, we're both sons of, of, of coaches. And, you know, I grew up reading um, articles and, columns and, and newspapers uh, talking about football and my dad's games and other people's games as a child. So we have a real appreciation 
for what you guys do and, and how important you are to college football and what makes this game so great. So just want to thank all of you for being here and covering uh, this event. Uh, it's been a heck of a week for us. Um, this is our obviously our first time to be on a stage like this. And, you know, our players have um, really responded well to, to the challenge of taking all this in because uh, it's new for us and it's uncharted territory for most of our players. Uh, you've heard me say this before, but we have four players on our team uh, that had ever participated in a bowl game uh, before this year's uh, Fiesta Bowl. So, you know, bowl prep, playing in big games like this um, is new for many of our guys, not necessarily new for TCU, but certainly for the, the players on our team. So I'm really proud of the way they've handled everything. I think that they are um, have exceeded expectations in terms of their ability to focus on what's important and not get distracted. There's so many opportunities to do that, obviously, with, with all the things that are going on, especially being here in Los Angeles. So it's been a heck of a journey for these players. I've been really proud of the way they've handled everything. It's a humble group. Uh, they know how blessed they are to, to get a chance to, to go to TCU and to play football at TCU and represent uh, the Big 12 uh, here in the national championship game. So it'll be a big challenge for us. We know that. Um, obviously, Georgia's a, a team that's very, very talented. Um, the thing that I've found most impressive about them, however, is how well coached they are. Kirby and his staff do an excellent job, really, in all three phases of the game. Uh, they are they play hard regardless of the score. And again, I think that's a big credit to their culture they have in their program. And uh, Coach Smart and his staff, um, you know, I just have a ton of respect for their their football program and the way they do things. So we're we're looking forward to Monday night. I know it's going to be a big challenge for us, but but our guys have never backed down uh, for challenges, and they have a lot of confidence in themselves and in our program and what we're trying to do. And uh, we'll go out and play good football Monday night and see what happens. All right, uh, I want to ask both of you guys this, Dad. If you go first. He talked about only four guys ever even played in a bowl game uh, prior to, obviously, uh, the semifinal game. You know, sometimes when you're coaching, I know you get a team to a certain level or you get them to the playoffs for the first time and you have to kind of experience it and you don't do quite as well but because you've never been there before. Does that matter? Does that give Georgia a huge advantage because these guys have played in big games, they've played in bowl games, they've played in national championship games, they've won it. Does, what kind of advantage is that for somebody that's already been there? Oh, I, I think preparation-wise, they really know exactly how they want to prepare because they have prepared the coaching staff and prepared as, prepared their players. So maybe maybe a little bit of, of a plus, if you want to call it that, by the way they've handled things as far as going into the into the game. There are certain ways to do things that make you successful in bowl games or or big games. Certainly TCU has, has played big games during the regular season. But um, I think it, for me, it comes down to talent and how, you know, how hard, uh, how fortunate you are in that talent not to turn it over. Uh, fumbles uh, are huge. Interceptions are huge. Uh, I think the turnover factor is the big factor. And if you don't turn it over, I think TCE with a three-five-three defense is very interesting, uh, and George is going to have to decide how to, to score offensively.
done that, then they're in business. If they are a little bit not sure about it or surprised about it, then um, TC will give TC will give them a better game. Uh, Joe, your thoughts there? You know, will, will they be saying tonight after the game? The moment was just too big. It was too big uh, for us. And does Kirby Smart have an advantage? He he was there by Nick Saban's side. He's been in these games a ton. Now he's coached in one, uh, in a couple of them. He's won one now. What what kind of advantage will that give? Or does it? Is that just something that people say in your mind? Is that an advantage for Georgia right there? No, I think that's a notable advantage. I do. I think it's something you can't really quantify it as far as points or or uh, you know percentage wise. But I do think that it, being there before has. I mean, K- Kirby in his time at Alabama, and then obviously over uh, being to two national championship games already with it with Georgia winning one, losing another. Uh, this will be his third one. So like he's this is old hat for Kirby at this point. I think that uh, uh, part of and you guys can speak to this on the coaching side. When you take your team into new environments, you got to obviously you you want to know. All right, I got to have my team here at this time, at that time, and then you obviously have to break down and, and uh, prepare for the game on the game plan side of things. So there becomes some things that you are not uh, that you got to learn along the way uh, that Kirby's already learned. I think that that will. Uh, I think it will be an advantage tonight, uh, but I don't know that you'll say that TCU, the moment, was too big for him. I think that Georgia's talent is probably just about uh, 10%, 15% more, and that'll ultimately uh, pan out to win the game. Any team that can run a, uh, out there and kick a field goal to win the game with no time on the clock, the moment's probably not too big TCU, for those guys. I think TCU's ready to play, going to be ready to play this game. I don't think they're going to get blown blown away. I think they'll lose, but I think it'll, they'll cover the spread. Uh, but I think TCU, I mean, they've been in every single game has been a dogfight for them this year. That's what a lot of the knock is. They haven't blown anybody out. Well, they've been in every single game. I think they'll be in tonight's game as well. We'll see. I right, would we'll take this break, come back, and wrap up the show. You want to squeeze in one phone call, 205-342-9904. Then we'll hand the ball to Gary Harrison. Let him take it down the field. You listen to Tide 100.9 to see home of Alabama Sports. Crimson Tide Today is brought to you by Tuscaloosa Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, and Ram, and Pearl River Resort. From the, the University, University of Alabama, Alabama. this, this is, Crimson is Crimson Tide, Tide today. today. It's daily, it's daily update, update on Bama Sports and it's brought to you by C Spire. C Spire, Alabama's fastest, fastest internet, internet for your business, for your business or, home. or home. Learn how Learn to add gigabit C to your roster at cspire.com slash AL5. Hello again, everybody. Under the biggest cactus in town, Taco Casa. Quality is, is number one. You gotta start with a good quality product, but it's gotta be at a good value to the customers. Everything is about quality. You just Tomorrow and Wednesday, the sky partly to mostly sunny both days with a warming trend. The high tomorrow is 64, Wednesday's high 67. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 40 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Comes up, sun goes down. This old world keeps spinning around. Not much has changed since you've been gone. I miss you, honey, but life goes on. We'll have uh, Jack Crow on at 8.15 tomorrow. All right, uh, Coach Crow will be on, and he will 
tell us what had happened uh, tonight. Dad, what's your thoughts about tonight? Uh, Georgia, 12-and-a-half-point favorite. Do they cover? Do they win tonight? Yeah, I think, I think they probably do. I uh, I really like TCU, the way they've played, the different defenses that they've shown up with. Uh, but I would have to say, and I like Kirby, I like both teams and both coaches. I think they've done a good job. I, I'd say that, that um, they, just have, they just have more players and, and they'll win the game, Georgia. All right, Georgia, and you got them covering the, the spread there. Yeah, I, I do. I don't, you know, I, I, I just, I like both guys so much and both have done such a good job. I, I would say if I had to gamble on the game, I would say that Georgia covers the line. Joe? I know you got Cup of Joe. You want to keep everybody on the edge of their chair? Oh, I don't mind. It ain't that big a deal. I think Georgia's going to win, but I think TCU will cover that 12 and a half. I have no idea who's going to win. I hope TCU wins. It'd be fun. That'd be, that'd be fun for college football. I like that quarterback for TCU. He's tough as nails. I don't know. if I think the moment may be too big, but uh, I wouldn't be shocked. But uh, I don't know. It's a tough, tough deal to – uh, when you're picked seventh, and Georgia's got all them guys there, and for some reason Stetson Bennett will get it done tonight. All right, thank you, Dad. Right, hey, Alabama One, if you want to get the car of your dream, get that loan over at Alabama One. They've got a deal right there on the website. Get the car you want and the payment you need. Fast application, competitive rates, and quick decision right there at the website. You can go to www.alabamaone.org. Easy to become a member. And then you can apply right there on the website. That will help you when you go to the dealership lot. You know how much you got to spend. You know how much you want your payments to be because you already have the check in your pocket. Go to www.alabama1.org. All right, the Gary Harris Show is next. So keep it locked in. You listen to Tide 100.9. Let's see home. About Member Sports. Have a great day, everybody. Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry Sanderson on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app.